It would help if I was unmuted, wouldn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people, best damn nation. You already know what it is. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Mr. Everything. And I'm running point today. I'm El Capitan. I'm running the show. I'm doing the business. I'm handing, I'm doing the damn thing today. And with me is the tribal chief, the head of the table, Mr. Damn. Best damn race. Dang, I can't even get my words out. That's how that's how impactful this man is that I can't even get my words out. I feel like LA Knight when he starts stumbling over words. <laughs> Ryan Renegade, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what's happening? Beautiful people, and what's going on, Mr. Everything? Man, ain't nothing but the time, the time, and more time. How are you feeling, man? You look, you, you got two weeks left. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's just like next weekend, bro. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you can have. You know what I'm saying for the for the wedding, man. I see my nuptials. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you know, and I can say uh, I'm married now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it, man. It's a lot that's going into it uh, right now. I'm trying to fight this bug. So if my if my voice sounds a little uh, muddled, that's probably why. You know what I'm saying. So. But yeah, man, I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. You know what I'm Breaking saying? news. Hold on a second. Breaking news. Breaking news. We've got breaking news. We survived the blip. We survived. Did you cut your phone off? I I did not. I yeah. cut you. Did you did you did the emergency yeah. uh message flash through you? Yeah. So you're 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 infected then. <laughs> yeah, you're on the zombie list. Hey, I, you know what stuff like that i kind of i, I kind of take heed to you know just conspiracy theories sometimes just, uh -huh. to be, just to be careful and cautious you know what i'm saying so so is it like uh the ring like i got i got seven days or something like how, how does uh, you know i would hope not how, i don't, don't even know what, what was supposed to happen it, you know what I'm saying? is it like like 28 days later is or is it like, yeah, yeah, or we'll, like we'll, the walking dead, and I just wake up the next morning and everything just I don't know, man. Just 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 you know try to survive, stalk up on uh, as much as many beans and buy in the sausages and crackers as you can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Just, day, you go ahead and lock yourself in the house. If you survive the blip, you can survive that no snap. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comment box, man. Absolutely. Listen, we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of amazing things, great things are happening in wrestling. So let's get to your favorite segment. Oh, you know it. Uh, beautiful people. We do this each and every Wednesday. You know what time it is. It's Hot Topics. There you go. <laughs> Let's get to the nitty gritty. The world is going crazy right now. They are buzzing about the swap, the trade. Can we call it a trade? I think we should call it a trade. You I think, think we that's should. What's happened? Jay mm -hmm. Cargill comes over to WWE from AEW. Mm -hmm. Edge, aka now known as. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. 
yeah. comes over to AEW from WWE right after their contracts are done. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about that really quick. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, they're not supposed to be on TV after, you know, until 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I've been trying to tell y'all. I don't want to give away the secrets, but I'm going to give away a little bit of secrets. These companies work together. Controversy oh. creates cash. Eric Bischoff said it best. Is 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 they there's there's no other explanation except for the fact that maybe there was a trade, maybe there was something. I mean, look at how Cody Rhodes kind of gave us an Easter egg and can, kind of gave us a hint of something like that happening with the whole Jay Uso coming to Raw and someone going to SmackDown. We talk about conspiracies. Conspiracy is trying to tell us something. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, so, we might have to create that's... a new segment. I like that uh, wrestling conspiracy theories. I like that. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I dig that. Yeah, so that's what happened on that show. Start with, uh, <laughs> let's start with Jade. Let's start with the whole Jade Cargill coming to WWE. What she could possibly do? What would they do with her? Um, how was Bianca Belair fit in all this? And how does the women's division? Elevate or do they fall apart because of this new acquisition? How do you feel? What do you think? What are your thoughts, Brian? Uh, this is what I think. First of all, is going to AW. People gonna hate me for saying this, and I got to get it off my chest. Ain't no more loyalty in the game. <laughs> Ain't no loyalty no more in the game. What do you mean? Everybody just, oh, swapping companies like it's something to do with no protection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't like it. I don't like it. When Edge went to AEW, I was like, man, I'm mad at Edge because he got me all in my feels. He got me invested. As a WWE fan, I was like, you know what? This is going to be Edge's last match in his hometown against Sheamus. I'm like, it was it was a great match. I loved every moment of it. And it made me think that Edge was going to ride off into the sunset. No! He wanted to go down to AEW and play with his friends. <laughs> They don't give a damn about your neck, man. <laughs> I'm just listen. I love listen. This, this is what I will say. I love how AEW highlights legends, uh, gives them a home, gives them a place to do something else, and I think that's why a lot of older wrestlers go there not only to compete and still be on TV, but to be able to pass off knowledge to the young people, the ones that will accept it and take it. You know what I'm saying? I know you've been in locker rooms and, you know, old heads be trying to tell, you know, saying the youngsters some advice and they like, man, I ain't listening to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You hear wrestling with me and you like, oh man, I'm trying to pass off knowledge because I've done a lot. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you know, this ain't nothing but a check <laughs> right today, but I have a wrestling career. You know what I'm saying? So you try to pass off knowledge and some people might not take it. They either take it or they don't. You know what I'm saying? But um, 
Uh, that's why I ride with John Cena. John Cena is a loyalist, loyalist until he uh, proves me wrong. <laughs> it goes over there. It's only a matter of time. It's going to happen. And, but, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, that's just the, the, the WWE stand in me. I, 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 I love how Edge is, is excited about wrestling again. But it made me think, you know, all these interviews prior, it made me think that he was having fun WWE. Was he lying? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. He was. Maybe he was. But you know what? It all boils down to who I started with and who I can finish it with. He started with his, he started this journey with Christian. Why not finish his career with his best friend, the guy that he started the company with? You know what I mean? Like he, he I'm brought tell you something else. Why I don't like that. Because Christian is absolutely killing it right now. This is true. Christian is is finally shining, and then all of a sudden, you think you know me? Damn it, dude! I was I had something going here. <laughs> I'm but champion now. Here's the thing: if Edge is getting ready to retire, if he's getting ready to be done. He does not have anybody to retire him. No better than Christian. Let's just be honest. You 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 would want someone. I can, I can, I can dare argue. John Ray, Ray Mysterio, no, Ray Mysterio would would utilize Dominic to retire him. That's his son. He's passing on the torch, the legacy, because there's nobody else that started there when he was there. Everybody else is gone. You know what I mean? It, unless he decides to go to AEW, but again, there's nobody in AEW. That can really give him that retirement match that started when he when he first started. So it'd be best for him to go off, giving it off to Dominic. Um, John Cena coming back. There's nobody there that can really retire him, so he can come back and do whatever he wants. He can go and and I'm, truthfully, you talk about John Cena's loyalty. I love him to death. He's an amazing talent, amazing individual. But he left to go do movies. Something he said he wouldn't do. He see he talked trash about the rock. He said, I'm never gonna leave. This is gonna be here. I'm gonna be home. He went off, did movies. Now they got the writer strike going on. Ain't no money, ain't no work. What is he gonna do? Come back to WWE because it's easy for him to do that. Yeah. Edge left. He's gonna go do his little stint with AEW for however long it may be. It may not even be that long. It just needs to be something the way he can say, you know what? I've done it. All and I and I started my career with my best friend, and I'm going to end my career with my best friend. When he first started working with WWE, he mentioned the first person that sat there and, and gave him advice and actually helped him was Sheamus. His very last match was with Sheamus. It was only right. All right. Well, uh, we got a new another member of the best damnation on this thing. I want you to give this man. His proper introduction. I don't know who that is. I, 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 don't, I don't know that man. Because let me tell you about this man over here. He can make all the predictions. He's the guru. He is the head honcho. He can see into the future for everybody except your boy. What's going on? What's going on, LP? What's up? What's happening? What's going on, man? I'm playing devil's advocate today. I'm 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 in control. I got the I got. Well, I don't have the the controls and the reins, but I'm running things right here. I'm I'm. Hey, I don't 
Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm head of the table today. So, ladies and gentlemen, here goes the guru. LP, what you got going on, man? How you feeling? You survived the blip. Oh, yeah, man. I, 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 was, I had a little mind control issue going on when that alert was going on. Oh, yeah. So, you heard the alert? Yeah, yeah, I heard the oh, alert. Damn, you affected too. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I thought y'all was going to listen to the brothers when they say cut your phones off. Because all the devices, listen, I unplugged everything. <laughs> I unplugged Alexa. I cut off all five of my phones that I got around the house. I cut off the TV. I unplugged the Wi Fi. I went outside. I heard a real, uh, a real. Like weird noise, and then I ran my ass right back in the house. <laughs> I, I, I won't play no games. When they say, "Hey, cut your phone off," and they got one on the eleven too, and I'm gonna cut my phone off then too. I'm Is cutting off all all electricity in my house. They're doing another one. <laughs> if you survive the blip, if you survive the thing, don't snap today. The uh the the alert that they sent uh, from the government. Go ahead and uh, mark yourself safe. In the comment box. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, I was at work, so I, it was no escaping it for me anyway. It came on the TV, so. And the thing, the thing is, they do this every three years. They did it in twenty twenty one. Why don't nobody remember? Why do I always feel like I'm the only person that remembers shit? I remember this when it happened in twenty twenty one. Because you're the guru. That's why. Only thing you don't guru is my career. All right, well, I guess, I guess that's what it is. Cause Everything, everything, everything else seemed to be people be losing their damn mind like something happening for the first time. <laughs> All right, so what what we're talking about right now, uh, LP, is Jay Cargill and Edge swip swap, you know, trade off to go on uh, opposite companies. Uh, what is your opinion on this, and how do you feel about uh, the possibility of? Will Jay will Jay be able to elevate the women's division, and how does Edge fit into the AEW product? All right. So the first part, are you saying do I think it's a setup? Because is that we talking about? Yeah. Do you feel like it's a it's a trade, or do you feel like uh, it just happened by coincidence? I think it was a trade. Nah, you know why I don't think it's a trade? Because if that was a trade, who did who did they get for who did they get for Cody Rose? Who did uh who did they get for Brian Danielson? Like well, see, that, was a, that was a whole different situation, but I feel like what I mentioned a while ago, Cody kind of gave us a little hint at something like this happening when he said, you know, Jay Uso is coming to Raw, and then someone for Raw is going to get traded to SmackDown. I feel like the WWE and AEW did the same thing with Jade and uh, Edge, mainly because their contracts went up, and they're right on TV just that fast. And we talk about it all the time how you're supposed to have like a 90-day clause, 60-day goes something. And you're not supposed to be on TV until that time, but here they are, ready to go. I think I think that close the close. I think that close is gone because if you really pay attention to the last couple of people that done it, they don't do that no more. Well, I'm not gonna say that with everybody. I think either certain people got their contract set up a certain way because we'll see how soon before these people that just got fired before they get a new job. Because all of them, you know, that ain't it ain't been no six months. Let's see how long before Elias pop up somewhere or Sheldon Benjamin or any of those people got fired. Because if that's the case, um, you know, I, 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 it's it's something funny about it. But they have not they have not brought up that clause like on no shows or not saying nothing about it. They didn't bring it up. They didn't. Nobody. One person said, "How is she already on this show?" You know, everybody's so excited about her 
being there that nobody asked that question. And the same thing with Edge. Nobody asking that question. Like, how's Edge already on TV? You know, they just going with the flow. So I don't know. It's kind of I don't think WWE is working together because WWE right now are trying to destroy <laughs> AEW by putting that whole damn roster on damn NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Because they trying to kill they because they trying to kill the damn show, so I, I I definitely don't think they working together. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, that I think that's uh, that was good a good marketing ploy, uh, Mister Everything. Can you read off the, some of the names that's going to be on uh, NXT for next week? Absolutely, we got uh, Paul Heyman is going to be in the corner of Braun Breaker. And John Cena is going to be in the corner of Carmelo Hayes during their uh, match, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, we also have Oscar going down to NXT and Soggy Ass. Well, I can't. We can't call him Soggy Ass no more. But Dominic has won back his NXT North American title, and he is set to be on NXT as next week as well. It only, and we can imagine that the Judgment Day would be there with him, right? Yeah, they brought out all the stars. First of all, the first two names that you mentioned, Paul Heyman and John Cena, that just that alone <laughs> is a star-studded uh, event, man. So, yeah, you're right, LP. They are trying to crush the competition because Edge's first match is on Tuesday, man. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think they look desperate, me personally, because why why y'all gotta do all that to try to just to try to get nobody to, just to try to get people not to watch AEW, which is not gonna work. I mean, you you're not gonna make people not watch it because of y'all doing all of this. I mean, it's Oscar, okay. John Cena's the biggest person that's gonna John Cena and probably Cody Rhodes doing it. But everybody else, Paul Heyman, I mean that's not gonna make nobody turn the channel. Uh, really, John Cena not gonna make nobody turn the channel. He's not having a match. He's just gonna be ringside. I mean, if they if they was gonna do it, they should have did it right, and it should have made them have some matches against some of these people. But to me, it really looks <laughs> it looks petty, and it looks desperate. Uh, but you know, WWE is the king of petty because they was mad at Samoa Joe, and when they showed a preview to that uh, TV show Samoa Joe, then they didn't even let they cut they cut his ass out of the damn promos. <laughs> the, uh, what's that movie he was in? Um, uh, you talking about movie. Twisted Metal? Yeah, he was in Twisted the Metal. When they, yeah, yeah. When they Try. showed the when they showed the commercials, <laughs> they cut they cut Joe and Joe playing a major character in the show. Yeah. So that's why I said WWE ain't loyal, ain't loyal to not one person. So that, that these people don't need to be loyal to them. Do what they, they need to do what they got to do. But it's it's petty as hell. But I don't think it's gonna work. I, I was just talking you. about that a few minutes ago. How I uh, I didn't I, I was hating on the edge jump the AEW because ain't no loyalty out here in these streets. These wrestlers for everybody. <laughs> you I know think, what I'm saying? I think marketing wise, they do too much of telling you what they're gonna do instead of making it a surprise. I think they would have had done a lot better because like you said it does look petty it does look like they're trying so hard to battle against the competition if they would have just had paul Heyman and john cena appear on nxt without no 
um like no spoilers or you know any type of hey this is what's going to happen they would have gotten a lot more attention than telling everybody that they're going to be there you know what i'm saying like i feel as though if you would have them just appear on the show if someone's watching aew somebody would have said oh my god john cena's on nxt and people would have switched channels to see exactly why he was there to see that he's just there to be in somebody's corner like you said, it really doesn't do anything for anyone. But if you were to have him appear on there and not said anything about him being there, that would have grabbed a lot more viewers, a lot more attention because people were like, yo, let me go over here and see what's happening. Why is he NXT? That's something that you really don't hear about uh, somebody with at, at the caliber of John Cena to go down to the NXT brand and, to do anything. So what would be the purpose? Yeah, and really to me it's to me it's not a good look like y'all doing it and do i have no build up no story y'all y'all doing it because y'all y'all salty the ed time with the other with another company like what was they supposed to do like stop wrestling like if the man still want to wrestle he, he ain't got no choice but to go somewhere so wwe really needs to just stop that extra stuff man they and understand y'all know what the game is a- AEW is the direct competition, whether they always say AEW, they're not in competition with AEW. They always say that blah blah blah. But let's be honest, AEW, they that is the only direct. It's not impact, it's not PNA, it's not New Japan, it's not nobody right now, but AEW. So I mean, will AEW take over uh WWE? No. But they damn shall be they damn shall be boxing the ass <laughs> in NXT. They done not NXT out a couple times, so NXT ain't the one. So if they ever want to back, if they want to go toe to toe, uh, Raw SmackDown, that'd be a different story. But NXT, they can't, they can't mess with AEW. Well, let me let me ask you guys a question, man. Um, do you, what do you think NXT can do to really compete with AEW programming? Right, they go head to head. What kind of what kind of talent or storylines or what what could they do to to be able to beat out AEW if they were on every Thursday scheduled every Thursday? You know what I'm saying? Like the Monday Night Wars were. I think for me, NXT has gotten to a point where they can they can work in front of a larger crowd. I think it's just the the small crowd is what takes away from the viewership of NXT. Everyone's watching it like they're still watching an indie show. Uh, it's, it's, they, you still feel like they're at the, you know, uh, full sale, you know, university. Uh, I think if they move away from that and make it on a larger scale, big crowd, bigger arena, I think it would give them that that little bit more because they have the talent. You know they, they have the talent and the guys and girls are, are amazing in the ring they're amazing on the mic it's just it's just too small it's just too small scale what about you lp uh i don't know that they can't go against AEW because regardless of whatever no matter what they call it it is a developmental brand or it's like a shot it's like a shotgun saturday night going against 
the main show that WCW would have had at the time. Monday Nitro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like they're going against Nitro. It's, 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 it's not gonna happen because these are up. Everybody knows these are up and coming stars for WWE. It ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're just there temporary so they can go to the main roster. That is everybody on that show's goal, and everybody knows that. With AEW, these, this is these guys' main job. That is there to put on that show. They're not temporary. That this, this is what they do. So that's why people are always gonna look at the two different. Because, like I said, it's it's, a, it's like watching. I, I watched a match between Brock Lesnar and Batista in Ohio Valley Wrestling. <laughs> it was on YouTube or something. Something I've never seen before. And people were like, "We should, we never got this in the main show." So imagine if we got that on the main show. Like, there's a lot of those matches that I've never watched. You know, John Cena, they always in that same class, but I've never seen those matches. You you look at uh, what NXT is. That's, it's almost like the same thing. Like you can't get excited about these matches because these guys aren't. You know, they're not. They aren't anybody right now. They're they're coming up. And then if they do get called up, they'll be a totally different person. That's another big mistake that I really think they're doing with with NXT. I mean, I know it's worked out sometimes, but I really think if you're gonna build them up on the main show that people can see, we couldn't see. Ohio Van Erection. We can see NXT. So you get who's the top who's the top wrestler right now? What you say, Brian Breaker? Yeah, and uh, well, right now it's uh, Ilya Dragunov, man. He just won that match against uh, Carmelo Hayes at No Mercy. So right now he's the uh, NXT champion. So arguably it can be uh, him Dragunov because I don't see anybody else that's on Dragunov level like that. Dragonoff really reminds me of Guther. Him and Guther probably had one of the best matches of this decade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, I'm telling you, LP, you gotta watch this boy. He is he is serious, but if you like if you like Guther, then you will like Ilya Dragonoff. Okay, but that's like he's good there right now. But let's say they move him to WWE and they do and they do him like they did Karrion Cross. They give him some lame thing and nobody likes it. Like, yeah. In order for NXT to really be taken seriously, they gotta stop doing that. If you if you're not over, I can get changing the character. But if you're over, just like uh, Grayson Waller, is, I, I don't I don't watch NXT, but isn't he the same guy? Is, is, is he was he the same? And yeah. it's working out. It's it's working out for him. So Austin Theory is another one. Yeah, let these. No, Austin, Austin Theory was a different character in the next team. Austin Theory was a was a fun loving dummy in the next team, and he was part of the group. Uh, what's the, the name way. of the group? The Way. Yeah, with Johnny Gargano and uh, Indy Hartwell and, and Johnny Gargano's wife, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, and Dexter Loomis. So he was a part of that that group, The Way. Uh, and when he came to main roster, he, well, he was he was under the arm of Seth Rollins for a little bit, also when he came in, because uh, Seth Rollins was doing the Messiah character, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of put Austin Theory under his wing. Austin Theory, he really didn't say much, and then he ended up going to NXT, uh, became a, a fun-loving, dumb, but babyface character, and then came up with the main roster and started doing heel work. So he's the he's transformed a lot uh, from his NXT character. Um, Raquel, 
you know, Raquel Rodriguez, she had changed the whole name. The name was Gonzalez, and she wanted to go under the Gonzalez name uh, as far as her, her honoring her, her father. But, you know, under Raquel Rodriguez, she was able to uh, not only define her own uh, destiny in, in wrestling, um, but also, like, represent for, you know what I'm saying, the Latino uh, community. And uh, I can see I, some people has, you know, carried the same character over and it really didn't work like Dexter Loomis. LP, you had a, you had a couple of gripes with Dexter Loomis. You even went, did a whole uh, rant on him, <laughs> which we ain't had, we had one of those in a while. But you, had a, you did a whole rant on Dexter Loomis one time. Uh, I believe because he was giving out money <laughs> to little kids, and you said he didn't get none to the black kids. <laughs> He's trying to give a dollar to a black kid and took it back. I forgot about it. Yeah, man, but uh, you know, some some characters really hasn't translated too well, and a lot of them have. So I'm glad that Brown Breaker. Uh, went heel man and he's doing some heel work right now because he looks he looks better as a heel. I'm happy. He was weird as a baby face to me. Nice. Color colorful trunks and just way too nice for no reason. And, you know, and everybody was gunning for him. They knew he was powerful and, and good man, but uh I love this new Braun Breaker man and you talking about having one of the greatest personalities of all time and Paul Heyman in your corner? Is that not foreshadowing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Paul Heyman just don't do nothing just because. You know what I'm saying? That, that you talking about trades and transitions, where is that going? Let's, let's really explore that. Because we have not seen Roman Reigns in how long? It feel like a damn near year, but <laughs> a couple of months. It's like so, a couple of months. Yeah. So Paul Heyman is going to need something to do. I feel like Roman Reigns is on the verge of losing the title. I don't think he's going to make it all the way to WrestleMania. I, I think that they, me speculating, there could be some health things going on because you can have him doing something. You can have him you got Jimmy running ruckshot, just doing any and everything right now. Doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Roman Reigns have not been on WWE TV, WWE product in over a month. In fact, I, I want to say the last thing he did was the whole, the last time uh, Jay Uso was on SmackDown. Was the last time we saw Roman Reigns. Yeah, the last time we saw him was when he fought Jay at uh, SummerSlam. Well, he was he was on the show. He was on the SmackDown after that, because that's when Jay said, "You know what? I'm out. I'm leaving WWE. I'm leaving SmackDown." And then he was gone. And then Roman was gone right after that. We didn't even see him the next week. So, right. uh, Paul Heyman is going to need something to do. And what better off? What better way to transition than to somebody like a Braun Breaker, who we who we've always said is like a a Brock Lesnar in NXT. You know, so if he happens to come to the main roster, Paul Heyman has his new meal ticket. I mean, having having Paul Heyman betray Roman and make him lose the belt, that's kind of how he did with Brock. So, if it's, yeah, if it's the character, Paul Heyman goes 
where he fight, you know, he fight like somebody's gonna be a champion. So I mean, that really would make that. Re- I I can see that happening if they go that route. That that really would make sense. It is a matter of how they decide to play it. It's a question. Who is Brian Breaker supposed to be wrestling? Uh, next week he's wrestling Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. But it, it plays into the the whole thing with John Cena being in Carmelo's corner because of the whole situation with the bloodline and John Cena anyway. Um, does it make sense to me for them to, to take that type of situation into NXT? But like you said, they're trying to do whatever they can to compete against the AEW product. Speaking of AEW, transition really quick. I have a rant. So, Brian, if you don't mind, LP, if you are okay with it, I want you to go ahead and play LP's rant or whatever whatever little, little package he has. Because I got a rant for AEW right now. So go ahead and hit that button for me. Alright, well, everyone prepare yourself because Mr. Everything has a little bit of tough talk for you. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my What is wrong with you, Christian and Darby Allen? What is wrong with you guys? Please, I wish we had time to show the clip of Christian trying to do the spot with Darby Allen on the freaking stairs and he does not make it to the stairs off of the freaking ring, okay? He goes straight to the floor, they get up, try the spot again, and Christian slams the man on his neck and back on the edge of the stairs, gets back on the canvas of the ring and tries the spot again. What was the payoff? What? Because, oh my gosh, blows my freaking mind. You, the man could have been paralyzed. He could have, he could have died. There's so many different things that went wrong with that entire spot. And not only did they not say, okay, it didn't work the first time. Let's do something else. Let's move on. They try it three freaking times. Three times, and every time got worse and worse. If you can't do a spot successfully, if you can't do it properly, and you can't do it safely, don't do it. You never go back and do the same thing. If you're not successful the first time, leave it alone. Move on. You had that man entire body, entire life in your hands. He trusted you to do it. That's the main thing that we do. We, we trust each other to do specific spots. He trusted you to do that spot. You could not successfully throw that man. First of all, why are you throwing him like that in the first freaking place? Whose idea was that and who approved it was dumb to me. It's just like going back to Nia Jax jumping, doing the bonsai drop on the Rhea Ripley, just full out, all weight, no, no type of support or nothing, just full weight crushing that lady's ribs and everything else. But ridiculous ridiculous it just didn't like when i saw it because i i don't watch aew much when if i do i'm like okay okay whatever cool and i move on but i saw the clip and i was like what what are they gonna do right here listen i got the i got the comment on that because (laughs) christian threw darby ass 
like a sack of uh, laundry. <laughs> it, it was nasty. It was a nasty spot. He threw him on the back of his neck and, and, and back on the stairs. And I was like, oh, my God. He did not care about his well-being at all. <laughs> he, he did not care. And Darby Allen keep putting himself as the daredevil, man. You better stop doing that, man. You see how Jeff Hardy is, is walking and limping and he the scarecrow now. So, you know, we thought he was invincible too. And now, you know, he got a little bit older and he ain't moving like he used to. You know what I'm saying? He ain't as invincible as he used to be. So when Darby, you know, does some of these spots, man, I'm like, that's kind of hard to watch. But when he dumped him on his back like that, I was like, oh my God. That was nasty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. And Darby Allen has been known to do stupid spots like, like going back to the Jeff Hardy thing when he did a swan time through the chairs and then that didn't work out very successful. I think Darby Allen just need to get a new character, new type of mindset altogether. Because this whole Daredevil thing ain't working out for you, brother. Sorry. You you cool and all, but that spot, those spots are just not working out for you very well. Man, um, there's a lot of diehard Darby Allen fans that would definitely disagree with you on that. Hey, that's fine with me. But at the end of the day, Darby Allen, those diehard Darby Allen fans, ask them how many of them are going to pay your medical bills and will sit next to you and help you eat, eat your food through a straw or whatever. Think about it that way. It's, it's great to entertain and perform and go all out for the fans. Trust me, I do it every week. However, I live alone. <laughs> And I know ain't nobody gonna come sit next to this daggone bedside and say, hey man, let me put the socks on for you because I know you can't reach it. Let me go ahead and wipe your face because I know you can't do it. Let me go ahead and make you something to eat because I know you can't do it. That's all I'm saying. If it doesn't work out the first time, let it go, move on. You can still get the same reaction that you need by doing something different and safer. That is my rant. I'm done. <laughs> Oh man, LP, you got something to add to that? I'm not. I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. They definitely got to be more careful with stuff they're doing. I mean, but they're making that decision to keep on doing it. You can't blame AEW. I blame Tristan and Darby for you know continuing to try to do. It. I guess they really want to do that spot. But I think sometimes it's like when Kurt Angle try to throw. Uh, who was it? Uh, same that man through that glass. Remember that when the glass went break? Yes. Yeah. And they, and they kept on doing it and kept on doing it. So those moments like that later on when they get older, they look back and be like, man, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> so, exactly. Hold on. First of all, uh, I got to talk about this real quick. Did you guys check out the Kurt Angle uh, documentary on Peacock? I have not. No, I haven't. And check that out. Uh, it talked about his wrestling career. That was great. But then it talked about how he got addicted to uh, pain medication and pills. Bruh, this dude was taking 65 pills a day. Yeah, he talked about it. He talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking about it. Bruh, 60. I can't even swallow five pills without getting queasy. 65 mm -hmm. pills. Mm -hmm. And I ain't talking about like no Tylenol or, you know, Motrin. I'm talking about the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. 
The Percocets. The Miley Percocets. <laughs> 65. And then he said it got to like 70, 80. And then at that point, you know, his his wife that gave him the ultimatum. But bro, I did not know Kurt Angle had a bad. He was down bad like that during that time. You know what I'm saying? And I think when he went over to TNA, that's when it got 10 times worse. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, go back and watch that documentary, man. I ain't know if y'all checked that out, but I was like, man, I thought Kurt Angle was Mr. Uh, wholesome Milk, go to church every Sunday, uh, <laughs> say your prayers twice, thank your teachers. I thought Mr. I thought he was Captain, the closest thing we had to Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. And then, you know. It's very, it's very easy to happen. It's very easy for something like that to happen because our bodies just go through pain so much and look at look at the where Kurt Angle was in his career he had all these younger guys coming in starting to do a lot of more of the flippy stuff and he felt as though he needed to you know he needed to compare he needed to compete so he started doing some of his stuff and when he started moving into TNA some of the more flippy stuff jumping off to the the, um, the staging and, and you know doing everything so you're putting your body through a lot more damage than you need to, a lot more damage than you're used to. So now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm barely being able to get up. I'm doing more, more show dates now. I'm wrestling more throughout the week. I need something to kind of get me going, get me moving. It's very easy to happen, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that. You know, Hogan, man. I grew up a Hogan fan. I had, I had a little uh, wrestle buddy, Hogan. I watched the Hulk Hogan uh, cartoon. You know what I'm saying? I, I, do your vitamins. All that shit. And then realized this dude was an alcoholic and a liar. <laughs> he had a nervous. That's so I was like, oh man, come on, Hulk. What's going on, bro? <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't, he, he likes black people, but I'm just saying, <laughs> in general, uh, he did, he's had a, some questionable, uh, some questionable moments. Let's say that. <laughs> questionable. This everything got something to say. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I, I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> we was we we we, made, we agreed on the very first show. We don't talk about Terry. We don't talk about Terry. All right. <laughs> about uh, moving on real quick. Uh, the Raw Women's Division. Um, with Jade Cargill possibly going to Raw, how does that work in terms of who we have there now? Where does everybody fit? Where does she fit with working with all? Yeah, what you got? Right. Raw women's division—they got some monsters. They do. Do you hear me? This is the first time that I've ever seen this amount of dominant women. All on one brand, even on SmackDown. But Run right now, if, Run if, if right now, if if you go get the running down right now, Nia Jax just came back. First of all, you got started Nia. You got uh, Shayna Baszler. You got Raquel Rodriguez. You got Nia Jax. Uh, 
if Jade Cargill decides that she wants to go to Raw, and I think that's the direction that you that she's going, Jade Cargill will be on Monday Night Raw. Right there, those five women are all powerful. They're big. They can bang with the dudes if they wanted to. And it's going to be interesting. On SmackDown, you got Charlotte, you got Bianca, um, you got Bailey, Oscar, Oscar, Flips, Eo, yeah, Eo Sky, Dakota Kai. I mean, they. I mean, these are like all, all big name men. But to be honest with you, they're raw women's division. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And in either one of those five women can definitely be champion. But if anybody thinks that Jade is going to have an easy time mowing down the women's division, especially if she comes to Raw, <laughs> it's going to be trouble. You know what that makes me excited about? What's that? Survivor Series. Raw versus SmackDown, Women's Division, Survivor Series. Or Elimination Chamber. I'm excited about Elimination Chamber. If they do it right. Because sometimes Elimination Chambers, I don't know, these Elimination Chambers are a little weaker than the ones of old. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's talk about that really quick. In in terms of Jay Cargill, do you put her in a, a title situation really early or do you wait I know we talk about how they they bring a lot of these big name people, um, how they wait to pull the trigger to, to do title situations. But Jade does have the uh, social media following. She does have the fan base. But do you throw her into a title situation at Elimination Chamber, or do you see how the fans kind of react to her in terms of WWE? Because, like we always say, not a lot of people from. WWE watch the AEW products so they may not be familiar with her and vice versa. Um, so what happens in, in terms of that? I think you wait until after Survivor Series because the biggest news with this Jay Cargill comes to WWE is the dynamic of her versus Bianca Belair. That, that right there is just take all my money. <laughs> I, every, every little red cent, take all of it. I want to see that match twice on Sunday. In, in fact, I don't want that to be the main event. That is the event because of their abilities and their size and their statures. So, Brian, I'm going to direct that question to you. Do you put her in a title situation really early in terms of Elimination Chamber, or do you kind of wait to see how the fans are going to react to her and let's have a situation where she may be able to go out head-to-head with Bianca Belair at a Survivor Series? You No. You build an organic following like uh, a LA Knight, I think that she has to prove herself to the WWE universe. Even though she's been AEW uh, TNT champion, they still didn't put her as the main champion. I still don't understand that shit. So uh, with WWE, I think that she should work her way up and and gradually uh, get the fans behind Jay Cargill and 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 then build off of that and then you can have an organic situation where everybody is in the fields and they saying that you deserve it uh almost giving her a kofi mania kind of moment 
You know what I'm saying? I think that that's the way that they should build her and then eventually give her the title, the women's title. Um, both the Raw and women and uh, SmackDown women's titles need a little bit more respect on them. And I know that Rhea Ripley is doing her thing, but she is not competing with the women like that. You know, so she's now starting to. But just now. You know what I'm saying? It's, and she just came back. Uh, but I, I want to see the women's titles elevated just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think that they they definitely deserve that. Um, I'll say it again. I love E.O. Sky. But E.O. Sky is very boring as a champion to the point that sometimes I forget that she is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So they have to they have to do something with that. But as far as Jade Cargill is concerned, let let her build an organic following. Let the fans get behind her. Let her build up her her merchandise and her sales. Uh, show her as a dominant competitor for any belt. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be the NXT Women's Champion uh, Becky Lynch, or uh, if she goes to SmackDown, she can fight Eo or whoever takes that belt off of Eo. Um, and then if she wants to go to uh, Monday Night Raw, man, give me Jane Cargill versus Rhea Ripley. That's a banger, too. Ain't nobody talking about that shit. That's that's going to be a banger. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that Jane just needs, I think she does need a little bit more in-ring work so that she can be an assassin. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, she's a, she's a ready-made star. I mean, she looks like money. They're definitely going to make a lot of money off of her. They're definitely, listen, they're definitely going to make a lot of money off of Jay. Trust and believe that. So, I think that this Jay trade is just as big as Cody's. I don't think that, you know, I think when she debuts, it's going to be a moment. And all of this is all of this controversy and all of this excitement is built around a woman of color. I think that is phenomenal. Just like Absolutely. just like Sasha Banks with Sasha Banks, wherever she decides to land after she uh you know, I know she's with New Japan right now, but when she does eventually debut in AEW, I think she's gonna make a big splash in in the news. Now what she sustained that, I don't know. You know, Sasha is up and down sometimes. You don't really, <laughs> you don't really know what you're gonna get. But with Jade, man, I think that Jade is gonna play politics. I think she's gonna play the game. I think eventually she's gonna get some type of uh, a, a manager. I like her with uh, Mark Sterling, Sterling in AEW, and not to say that she needs a mouthpiece, but we'll see if she can really carry on. A good storyline because everything that she's been doing to this point has been like squash matches. Gotcha, gotcha. LP, what is your uh, opinions on Jay Cargill's um, addition to the WWE Women's Division, and where do you see her fitting in at? <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. They're going to ruin her. <laughs> they are. She is not going to be a big star. Because WWE has a history of doing things a certain way, and they're going to do it the same way they always do. The, the thing about WWE fans is, if you're forced, 
they're not going to accept it. When they were trying to push Bianca and they were trying to push Rhea, they were trying to push both of them at the same time, like trying to push them. And fans were cheering a little bit, but they weren't, they weren't with them just yet. That second go around, by that same time next year, when Rhea was wrestling Charlotte or, or when uh, Bianca won the belt, it was a totally different thing. So you gotta you got to give them time. So Jay Jay, to be honest, she can't she can't show up and start and start losing, but she don't need to show up and start squashing either because she's gonna look like a corporate uh champion. But, yeah. And also with Jay too, Jay hasn't had the same caliber matches with some of these stars here because most of her matches were like to be honest. A lot of people said before, and I remember I was just, I had said this in a wrestling group that Bianca is way above Jade when it comes to wrestling skills, like way above Jade. Jade is fine, Lord knows, and you so you kind of look past <laughs> you kind of look past some of Jade's flaws because when you look at her, you just like I don't give a damn, girl. You can you can do whatever you want to damn do. You <laughs> 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 can have more watches. She can have more boxes than any female wrestler in the history of wrestling. And we ain't going to give a damn. Like, let's be honest. We not going to give a damn. So she has that. That's going to be a gift and a curse for her because they got to write her right. So I really think she should have been in NXT. But I get her being on the main roster because, again, she's a star like that. But I think she needed to build that up. I think... I think her and Bianca don't even need to be in the same area for a good minute. So then when it happens, even the first time they get face-to-face backstage or something like that, it's going to be big. Or wait to Survivor Series. because Let her be on one show and Bianca be on the other show and it comes down to both of them at the end. Or, you know, stuff like that. Stuff they were doing with Keith Lee. When they had Keith Lee being that last lone Survivor during that Survivor Series. But they dropped the ball with Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee was about to be that guy. But what did WWE do with him? They messed him up. Like people was really going crazy when it came down to what it came down to him and Drew McIntyre. I think it was Drew, it was Drew, right? I thought I thought it was Drew McIntyre. No, it was Roman Reigns. It was Roman? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Roman. It was Roman. Because okay. NXT NXT was was losing a lot and it came down to like a couple of that. That shit was exciting, and it got people hyped. It got people. It got people who didn't know who Keith Lee was. Like, who is this big nigga? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who is this dude? Let me go find. Let me go watch the NXT to find out who this is. So they got to do the same thing with with her. But I have zero confidence in WWE doing the right thing with Jay Cargill. I really think they're gonna. Have, I don't know if they're gonna make her a heel. I don't know if they. I think they're gonna start off trying to make her a face. Look at matter of fact. Look at how they did Ronda Rousey. When Ronda first got there and everybody was like cheering and loved her. How how fast did that change? <laughs> how fast did this shit change? Because, because the way they booked Ronda and the way they they had Ronda, fans like, look, this girl coming in killing people, she ain't nothing but that's the main reason why I don't like John Cena. Just because John Cena was giving everything. The main reason people didn't like Roman was because of the way he was do that with WWE. It's not gonna work. She needs to have some some wild out moments and struggle a little bit. She don't need to be squashing people. These females got they got to stop the squashing. Even with uh, Rhea Ripley, they have really haven't made Rhea look better. They made Rhea look dominant, but she, they made her look dominant in a fake way. 
like you know make her dominant by ha make her dominant by having great matches. Look at Cody. Cody be having some damn. He be struggling. <laughs> but Cody, but Cody get that win, and the fans love Cody for it. But Cody, who is Cody squash? Cody ain't squash no damn body. No. Not that I can remember. No, so, so that stuff like that, nobody really wants to see a squash match. You know, with certain people. Not, not you know, it's a difference. With, you know, it's a nobody or something like that. If you don't want to see a squash match, you got big name people in there. <laughs> like Kofi, Kofi versus Brock for the belt. <laughs> nobody. Still mad about that. <laughs> I'm never, I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to always bring it to the. <laughs> I ain't never gonna forget that the rest of it. That really made one of the reasons why I don't like Brock like I used to like Brock. I still like Brock, but he, it, it's a little iffy at times. So I feel like because it's the way they be booking Brock, then, you know, and ain't only for a lot of black people feel that way about Brock. But um, yeah, they def they definitely got to write her a certain way, and I just don't think I just don't think they got. The, I don't think they got the goods. They, she needs her own writer. She needs to be with Paul Heyman. That's. That's who I want to see with Paul Heyman. Damn Brian Breaker. I want to see the first female to be with Paul Heyman. And if that happens, then she the fans will love her. If if Paul Heyman gets get her, the fans will go banana and the fans will love it. He'll she gotta be a heel though. She can't be a face with Paul Heyman. But yeah, you put Paul Heyman with her, it's over. Absolutely. Well, fellas, we've talked about a lot in terms of wrestling, but one thing that we need to mention and give a little quick prediction of this Saturday is going to be WWE's next premium live event. It's not even called pay-per-view anymore. Premium live event. Uh, Fastlane. And I, I really thought we had Fastlane already, but I guess that was payback. Um, one of the very first matches that I want to talk about really quick and get you guys' prediction. LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I know these two factions have had a couple of things going on back and forth. Um, what are your predictions, and who do you feel is going to come out on top? Let's start with LP. Who, who's the man? LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Uh, it it got to be. It got to be. The, it got to be uh, the Street Profits, and the Street Profits going to beat the hell out of them to either completely go heel, or they ain't going to do it, and they're going to flip on Bobby, which is got, which is going to be. <laughs> This is gonna piss a whole lot of people off, but I I think this is the moment where they completely go heel and stop. They've been tiptoeing around it. They haven't completely gone heel yet, so I I, I definitely give it to the three party. All right, uh, Brian, what you got? Uh, I got to go uh, Bobby and the Street Profits. I'm not betting against Bobby Lashley at no capacity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So as long as Bobby is in the match, I can definitely see uh, the the hurt business. What do you call them? The street business, the street profits, whatever. Uh, I can definitely see them taking over and, and getting that win. Although I love the LWO, and um, I, I think that they are a more sound team. They move together really well. They, they're fast. They communicate great. Uh, they're just on the small side, and that's it. But other than that, they're, they're great wrestlers, man. So if it was just the Street Profits versus the LWO, I would probably pick the LWO uh, because they, they they just have a different type of skill set, man. Not to take anything away from the Street Profits, but uh, man, them boys good. So uh, 
but in this in this match right here, give me uh, Bobby and the Street Profits. All right, I gotta go with the same uh, Bobby and the Street Profits, mainly because they really have not figured out who they're actually gonna have in this match in terms of the LWO. You gotta remember, there's four members, um, five if you include um, Zelina Vega. We have Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wild, and Cruz Del Toro. So we gotta figure out which two are actually gonna join into this uh, six-man fold between Joaquin Wild and Cruz Del Toro. Uh, the next match that we're gonna talk about really quickly, uh, and something that I'm gonna bring up as well, is the Undisputed Tag Team Championships match against the Judgment Day and Cody Rose and Jay Uso. Um, really quick, before I get you guys' predictions, I'm going ahead and throw a little rabbit in the hat, a little bird in, birdie in a little little nest. Um, Brandy Rhodes, Cody's wife, tweeted, I guess my husband is getting ready to be WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champion. Or, or she's, I, I heard, I hear my, my, what I hear is my husband's getting ready to be Tag Team Champion. Um, is this kind of like a prelude? Is she giving the things away or is she just talking? Um, what are you guys' predictions and how do you feel about Brandy Rose's comments on Twitter saying Cody's getting ready to be tag team champion? Let me go with Brian Renegade on that one. You better stand by your man, boo boo. <laughs> stand by your man. Yeah, she believed that. I mean, that's a that's her that's her husband. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna say something real quick. I don't like this. I don't like that they're going to throw Jay in the tag team with Cody Rhodes. It just seems so put together, so so weird to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with trying to grasp the concept of it, and I don't get it. Why would you separate Jay? Bring him to Raw. Even if they do it, and you put the belts on him, he's just going to be another tag team? When is he going to shine individually? Give this man a title. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Jay versus Gunther. Yeah. If anybody's going to take it off of Gunther, I think that Jay could. Give me a hotter star. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't, I don't like it. I guess I'm going to go with uh I'm going Judgment Day, man. They got too many, too many moving parts, and I think that uh, Jay and the Bloodline kind of set the blueprint uh, for factions, man, and how you're supposed to move and support each other and just be vicious like that. And now it seems like Jay Madonna is kind of, you know, swimming around with Judgment Day again, and he's kind of accepted, not accepted. So you got JD, you got. Uh, Rhea and Dom. I mean, you got so many moving parts with that. Um, so, you know, I'm going Judgment Day with all the names. All right, LP, who you got? Uh, yeah, I go with Judgment Day. Um, I don't see, I, it would make no sense for them to lose the best when they just got them and lose them on the first page of either WrestleMall. If Dom, if Dom would have lost that belt, uh, this recent, this past reason, then I would have, I would have bet against him because maybe they're trying to break him up again. Um, but I don't really see a reason behind it. I don't want to. I'm. I agree with Ryan. I don't want to see Jay in a tag team because it's like, come on, who? What's the point? 
Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's not what they're going to do. Because, uh, even Jay should not even want to be in that match or just have that match. They got, they are really sitting on tag, like real tag team. The tag team belts have no power right now since the East Coast lost. Since uh, like these made up teams, Cody and Jay, uh, Sammy and uh, KO, like these aren't even real tag teams. Like, stop. Stop doing the tag team belts like they're doing it. To me, it's totally disrespectful to the tag team division. And I'm really shocked at Triple H uh, for doing it. I just think it's an easy fix. And they, hey, just throw them in a mixed tag team to give them something to do. And I think that's and I think that's what they're doing. But I really just they would stop doing it. <laughs> they, they're a little. I'm gonna say this. They're a little lazy with uh, Cody's booking. I really think. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that Cody deserves better booking and higher spots. I don't know why. I mean, and I love Shinsuke Nakamura, and I, I like this this uh, this back and forth between Shinsuke and, and Seth Rollins because it's putting Shinsuke in the light that he should have. Now, on the backburn of that, Cody Rhodes is still just floating around fighting mid-card dudes for no reason. Why isn't he pointed Cooper's way? Why isn't he pointed at Seth Rollins' way? I think that he's spent enough time and people have accepted him enough for us to believe that Cody can be a champion in WWE again. And even if he don't win the belt against Gunther, give me give me that match because I want to see Gunther and Cody Rose go at it again like they did at uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. It don't. It don't really. It don't really make no sense how they uh, <laughs> how you got Cody. I think that they're scared to put a belt on Cody because I think the only belt that they want to put on Cody is Roman's belt. But at the same time, they're not making no kind of moves toward actually doing that. So they can't have Cody without having... Imagine Cody not having the belt until if he was a weak Roman. That's way next April. That really would be crazy. But it looks like that's what they're Let me ask you guys a question, man, because there was some controversy. Uh, the way in the Rock Johnson had mentioned on... Uh, Pat McAfee's show um, that they were locked in to do uh, The Rock versus Roman Reigns and and that he was trying to they were trying to figure out what he can do that could be special and a lot of people kind of uh, went at The Rock and like how could you uh, downplay Cody's moment and and his, uh, his whole moment with with, you know, trying to build that story with Roman Reigns. But in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, you didn't need to do anything special. You just needed to show your ass up. Everything was already there. Everything was already planted. And I think that was the time to do Rock versus Roman. And we talked about it uh, before uh, LP. And I don't think I want to see Rock versus Roman anymore. I mean, if it happens, great. But now The Rock is about to be, what, 56? And they all know he's still on The Rock, man. You know, and, and I don't know. 
<laughs> like we always say, there's one there's one thing to be in shape, and there's one it's another thing to be in ring shape. Uh, yeah. it's gonna take the rock a little bit more time to really get to that point where he's in ring shape. Um really quick, we're gonna move on to the next match. The women's WWE women's championship, EO Sky versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Um, this match came about because of Bailey adding her little two cents into this uh, whole situation because at first it seemed it was going to be EO Sky versus Charlotte and now Oscar is thrown into the mix. Uh, I, I kind of see EO Sky possibly losing the belt if she does not. This definitely kind of sets up a uh, a downfall for damage control because of Bailey's um, you know, hands-on situation, and it kind of seems like she has some jealousy going on. Uh, guys, what do you feel? Who's coming out on top in terms of this match? Uh, Eo Sky, Oscar, or Charlotte Flair? LP. I I don't even really care to be honest. We just saw a triple threat match with Bianca and Charlotte. I mean, with uh, with Bianca, Charlotte, and Oscar, so we're gonna do the exact same thing. We're just gonna change the, we're just gonna change the character, one character, like that makes like no sense. So, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't really care. They're not really good. EO, I told you guys before, y'all all excited about EO Sky. I knew it was, I knew it wasn't gonna have nothing to do with, have nothing to do with her. She's a, she's a champion, but she's not a champion. You can, EO Sky can't be a champion and still be with damage control because if she's a champion with damage control, she has to be the leader. That's the only. When have you ever seen a fact when the champion wasn't the leader? Remember what happened with Randy Orton? Randy Orton had that belt while he was with Evolution. What happened? <laughs> so, oh, <yeah. laughs> Bailey, Bailey is the leader of damage control, but she don't have the belt. That don't even make no sense. And Bailey's not gonna let that. We saw that in uh in the Nation of Domination, man, when Dwayne the Rock Johnson had the belt and uh Farouk was well, Ron Simmons was the uh the leader at the time and then they had the whole power struggle of who was gonna be the leader uh within the group. Uh that's that's one that I do remember seeing, you know, the the underling and essential, essentially being the champion of the group and then not still being considered being the leader, you know. Uh, in Judgment Day, we can, you know, they can all say, oh, we're all equal, but we all know that Rhea Ripley from the, the beginning has always been the leader of that group. As soon as Edge brought Rhea in, I'm like, okay, I like that dynamic and I said, they're going to make Rhea the leader of the group. And sure enough, she stepped into that leadership role. You know what I mean? Damien Priest tried to a couple times. It didn't, the shoe didn't fit. Rhea Ripley is the leader of that group, even though they're saying that they're all equal or whatever. It just seems like her decision making holds more weight than everybody else's. Agree, agree. So, who do you have coming out on, on top of that match, that triple threat? Give me Charlotte. Of course. I'm not going against Queen. I don't even know why I even asked. I, I, I already knew. I already knew. Give it Charlotte. Charlotte will carry the show. Once Charlotte has the belt, all will be right with the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Right. No more blips. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, next match, um, I I, I kind of don't really care for, honestly, mainly because I, I just don't know where they're going to go with it. But we got Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship in a last man standing match. If Shinsuke does not walk out with this belt, you're just doing you're just doing the man dirty at this point. Um, you keep talking about how Seth Rollins have this issue with his back. Shinsuke has been targeting this man's back for months now. If he does not walk out with the title, you you just tell you just pretty much telling us that it none of none of this makes any sense. It's it's fake. This is what you're telling us. Um, so I I I want to put my money on Shinsuke Nakamura for this match. Uh, Brian, who you have? You know what? When you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of when Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins had this beef. And then they had the I for an eye match, which it was so I don't know, it was a weird it was a it was a weird kind of match and it made no sense and it did nothing for nobody. And Rey Mysterio had to wear this this eye patch for a while. And then for some reason he had a match and then the eye patch kind of came off during the match and he was just like screw it this <laughs> storyline over anyway you know what i'm saying um i, I kind of feel like if you're doing all this and you're building up shinsuke give the belt to shinsuke let seth rollins heal up his back shinsuke would be a great champion if you're going to do it and pull the trigger on it this is the best time to do it uh and to be honest with you i would love to see uh two Japanese champions at the same time in the WWE company. What does that say? That's a huge representation too. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that might open the door for more uh, Asian uh, and Asian American talent to come to the WWE and really shine. So if they did that, that would be a historic moment too. You know what I'm saying? To have uh, two Japanese uh, wrestlers holding the uh, women's title and the men's title at the same time even though they're on different brands you know what I'm saying I think that would be awesome but I say go ahead and give it to Shinsuke Nakamura man Seth, Seth Rollins need to heal up I think that Seth Rollins should leave and then have a huge comeback at like Survivor Series or, uh, or, the, or the you know the Royal Rumble absolutely LP who do you have in this match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth freaking Rollins. LP doesn't care. <laughs> um, so I had I had on mute. Uh, I'll say Shinsuke because, like I said, it really would make no sense for him not to win it. And I think now they can they can write they can have him beat Seth Rollins so bad they can write him off team for a while so he can get the rest of whatever he need at least for a month, and then maybe they. Maybe their goal is to do that and then have Cody go after Simpson. That'd be a good one. That would be, be a good one. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, and then the final match of the night is going to be John Cena and LA Knight versus the bloodline of Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Um, originally, it was supposed to be John Cena and... Uh, AJ Styles in this situation and of course you know the bloodline got rid of AJ Styles in fact they got rid of the whole OC 
bloodline wasn't playing it's like look ain't nobody coming to help this man you get rid of all of them um they did not bank on la knights yeah coming in to save the day um so real quick before we even make our predictions of this match what does this do for the uh the stardom of la knight in terms of being in a match of this caliber and being paired up with John Cena, like what what does this do for this guy's um, stardom? Uh, Brian, what, how do you feel about LA Knight being involved in this match and um, what it could do possibly hurt or help his career? I think it's huge, man. And, and whether people see it or not, this is probably the biggest match of LA Knight's career right now. You know what I'm saying? As a stand, you stand the shoulder to shoulder with one of the greatest of all time in John Cena. I'm not going to say he's the greatest, but he's one of the greatest uh, in WWE history, uh, even wrestling history, just in general. Uh, John, John Cena is an incredible talent and an incredible human being in general, man. So uh, I know they had a little tiff the last time that they had an uh, interaction and uh john cena was trying to give him the rub and say hey this kid is the future he's next but la knight was like i don't need you i don't need you i never needed you you know what i'm saying uh he hit him with that that, that attitude man but um right now i think this is la knight's biggest uh biggest match so far in his career man getting to stand sat side by side with john cena against the bloodline but uh i'm sorry man give me the bloodline okay lp what are your opinions you're on mute. There you go. Um, <laughs> this is another match where it's kind of like, are you excited about it? <laughs> does anybody do, does anybody really care? I, I feel like they just kind of threw fast lane together. Yeah. With no kind of real thought behind it. And I'm not excited. I, you know what? No mercy was off the chain man every match was rocking and i don't know if you guys watched no mercy but they had some banging matches uh on, on saturday so Fastlane got to compete with that card and i don't see them really giving us the, the five-star matches that we would like for an event man so I, I don't know. I, I forgot Fastlane was by. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot Fastlane was this weekend. <laughs> yeah, this can go either way. I don't even get there. Well, for me, I think this may be a way to kind of reintroduce Roman Reigns back into the situation, uh, mainly because Paul Heyman has been a really, doing a really good job trying to keep things together while Roman Reigns is gone. Uh, Jimmy Uso is trying to make himself the head of the table in some capacity. Um, has been taking little jabs at Roman Reigns. Go ahead, Brian. Now, I, let's let's talk about that real quick because, and I know we're running down on time, but let's talk about the work that Jimmy Uso has been doing lately. And at first, I know I was talking talking a little bit of junk i'm like you know uh jimmy is he's stuck in a weird place where he's like accepted but not accepted in the bloodline again and you don't know where he fits but jimmy is doing some really great heel work right now and i don't know if people are really noticing it first of all his music is fire 
And I don't know whose music is better, Jay's or Jimmy's. But at first when I heard Jimmy's, I was like, it, it took a while for me to, to really get it. But the last time I heard it, I was like, man, that that interest, that beat is fire, man. But uh, I just wanted to see what you thought about Jimmy's heel work going on right now. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I really feel like he's really pushing the envelope in terms of trying to say he is a new head of the table, the new tribal chief, especially with Roman Reigns' absence, um, causing Solo Sokoa to get involved in a bunch of different things. And Solo himself has been standing his ground in terms of saying, you know what? If you don't take care of this, I'm going to take care of it for you. And then I'm going to take care of you. Right. And he, he kind of really sounds like Roman Reigns when he does those type of things because Roman Reigns is like, look, if you don't go out there and handle this business, I'm going to handle it for you and then I'm going to handle you. And that's the, the position that Jimmy Uso has put himself in terms of this match coming up at Fastlane with John Cena and LA Knight because they do have the John Cena problem that they need to sit, uh, figure out. And if Jimmy Uso does not handle the John Cena problem, Roman Reigns is going to come back and deal with it himself and like you said Jimmy is not fully accepted into the bloodline right now um, so it could go really go either way my biggest outlook on this is how Roman Reigns is going to respond to Solo Sokoa more so Jimmy Uso because like, like Paul Heyman always says, who gave that order? That's been the biggest thing. Roman Reigns has not given this order. Roman Reigns did not say, go have this match with John Cena and LA Knight. So with Jimmy going out there doing these things, and if they don't win, and if they don't deal with the situation with John Cena, Roman Reigns is going to come back. Yeah, he's going to jump on Jimmy. But he's going to look at Solo and say, why are you following him anyway? Look at what we've gone through in terms of him and your other brother, Jay. Why are you listening to this dude? I'm out here doing things and I'm supposed to do the tribal chief way. You're supposed to be here handling the business. I shouldn't be at home watching you lose matches or get into situations because of your brother again. I've already told you once. He don't care about you. He's not going to take care of you. I take care of you. I put food on the table. I make sure there's money in your pockets. I make sure that your family's taken care of. Your wedding as you just had, I pay for that. Not out of my pocket, but I put you in a position where you can make the money to be able to take care of your wife and get a, a nice wedding. And you're going around listening to a guy who can't even decide whether or not he's going to be in or out of a family that he grew up, he was born into. So if they don't win this match this weekend, it's going to be a big problem. Um, because of that factor, I got to give it to the bloodline. Uh, and also, uh, the factor between John Cena and LA Knight just not on the same page completely. I think LA Knight just getting involved because he just want to have a fight. Um, and this could be setting up a situation between LA Knight and John Cena because John Cena tried to give him that this is the next guy type of rub. And LA Knight's like, I don't need your... I don't need your approval. I got this myself. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that, man. And, you know, the whole LA Night John Cena thing seems kind of rushed to put together, even though they kind of set the table for that uh, when John Cena did uh, 
the match with him and the men's he refereed that match. But uh, really quick, LA Knight kind of set this up a long time ago. If you ever go back to some of his promos, he always says he did everything where he's at now, he did it all on himself. He he nobody helped him get the way he's at. He's not uh, part of nobody's lineage. He's not somebody's second generation, third generation, anything like that. He did everything himself. He's the one that came and did the tryout, got sent home, said, no, not now. He's the one that went and worked in the, the bingo halls and everything else around, all around the U.S. and around the country and came back and bet on himself. So now he's pretty much been saying, I never needed anybody. No, nobody got me here. I bust my ass to get here. I'm the one that struggled to get here. I'm the one who had $20 to rub together for an entire week or two, to a month just to say, you know what? I'm going to make this dream happen. I'm going to make this opportunity happen. So with John Cena stepping in, really, LA Knight doesn't even need John Cena. LA Knight is, is a whole monster on his own in terms of how the fans are reacting to him and in terms of how well his starting is going to uh, reach a... Uh, uh, higher levels john cena is just an additive and i think that la knight is going to say you know what i don't need any additives there is no addition to me. it's just me l a knight yeah <laughs> yeah i think that Carlos, it's been an amazing show it's been one hell of a night that tap yes yes taps, tap, taps all around Absolutely. Uh, beautiful people, we appreciate you. We can't hold you any longer. Really quick, LP, let the beautiful people know where they can find you and what you got going on. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, mainly see everything I got going on. One click photography shoot. Thank you, Joey. Uh, photography, all that good stuff. You can find everything up there. All right. And Brian Renegade, let the beautiful people know what you got going on. Mister, <laughs> Mister, uh, man, uh, you can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh, right now, I'm just just focused on uh, trying to get everything set situated for this wedding, man, next week. Um, but other than that, man, uh, you can go to uh, my platforms at Brian Renegade to see what I got going on. Uh, and it, you know, if you want to donate. To a good cause, man, you can go to uh, www.blueheartsforautism.com and uh, you can support a good cause. Uh, we provide resources and, and technology uh, for individuals and families who have autism, man. So if you want to support a good cause, uh, buy some paraphernalia, donate, or even buy some coffee, uh, go to blueheartsforautism.com. And uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. What about yourself? Where can people find you? What you guys going on? Just everything. Ah, uh, man, you don't already know. I'm always wrestling everywhere and anywhere, and uh, just planning and any planets uh, other than that. Um, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, Roosevelt Conyers LLC, or you can follow my TikTok at official underscore Mister Everything. And if you want some exclusive content. You can follow, shoot me a message on Instagram and I'll give you a link to my exclusive content. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow the podcast, the best damn wrestling podcast, you can follow our Instagram right there at the bottom of the screen. 
That's the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Twitter or X, as it is now called, the Best Damn Crew. You can follow our Twitch, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, our TikTok, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you like to donate and help your boys out, you want to purchase some paraphernalia, some merchandise, some memorabilia, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash the best damn wrestling podcast. Man, it's been an amazing show. It's been one hell of a night. Great show. We want to appreciate everyone listening on all platforms. We want to appreciate all the truckers out there. We always got to show love to the truckers. Meet me. <laughs> Meet uh, me. Uh, <laughs> for listening to us while you drive on those highways and byways. If you get sleepy, please, please pull over. Take some time. Take a quick nap. Get some coffee. And get right back on the road. Damn. It's been a great day. It's been a great night. We survived the blip. We'll see we survived the blip. <laughs> we'll see what happens in seven days or 28 days later. You know, me and LP, we might turn into zombies. We might not. I'm missing everything. So I think I'm pretty much good. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to keep an eye on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. people, gentlemen, your scholars, we're looking forward to what you got going on next week, concert. Oh, yeah. We're make excited. sure, you, make sure you stretch and grease your knees. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Down in the big way. Um, we're excited. We're proud of you. We're happy for you. Tell the missus that we're going to be there. We're going to be doing our little two steps and putting our little best damn wrestling dance on. Oh, that's it. We have the dance off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. We're going to sign off. Oh, before we sign off. Whoa, what am I doing? Let's yeah. give people a final word for encouragement. Yeah. We're going to start with LP. What is your word of encouragement for the best damnation? I don't have kids, but my daughter's driving me crazy right now. There's no one see the Just stay positive and stay patient. All right. All right. It's not a problem with that. Um, Brian, what is your final word for the best damnation? Um, I would say turn your momentum into moments. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a good one. Ooh, I got chills when I say that. Uh, <laughs> turn your momentum into moments. Uh, if you started something new, if you try to learn something, um, if you're in business for yourself, uh, if you have a craft, uh, I know all of us have, have crafts and things that we work on. Um, just keep it going. And, and keep pushing and the, the momentum of you keep going and keep pushing is going to create avenues and doors for you uh, and your family and in that momentum that you get of you know trying um, something and, and, and tweaking something and keep on motivating yourself to get to, to keep on going uh, that momentum 
in turn turns into big moments. So uh, if you're if you're struggling and if you're hustling out there, it's okay, man. Just turn your momentum into moments. All right, that's a beautiful quote right there. And I'm gonna follow up with that and say to live in your moments. Yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Quote, uh, Master Ugwe. Aha. Aha. Live in your moments. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't be too concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow. Just let it happen. Just let whatever is going on in your life right now, live it, survive it, accomplish more, be more. Don't just be anything, be everything. What's up, Mr. Everything? I'm, I'm the only one. But beautiful people, best damnation, gentlemen, you're all scholars. We can't hold you anymore. Go home. It's time to go. We're about to fade to black. We bid you adieu.